Welcome, everyone, to District Divided, a DC sports podcast. I am Amit, and that is my co-host, K-Dot. After two long weeks, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. Still just jet-setting around. I mean, I'm, I'm stuck in customs right now, as you can see, another penitentiary wall behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey. But, I mean, go ahead. You got to put out them fires in Europe, you know, man? It's like, it's a, it's a lot. Somebody's got to do it, and your ass decided we want to stay in D.C. and not come and help out this round. Well, you know, I had to get my wisdom teeth removed and I had my flight scheduled, but just, you know, mouth was recovering slowly. And uh, honestly, at the end of the day, though, that's on me. Um, I think the people needed me. I think we wouldn't be in customs right now if we'd gone together. Uh, Yeah, it might be worse, man. Kadeen, Hanif, Ahmed Singh, I just think that probably would have caused more issues. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a uh, that's actually a good point. So maybe we did actually play it right this time just this one time but hey next time you're in europe fighting fires you know i'll be there buddy oh 100 are they treating you, you okay over there uh to a certain degree you know see i'm in france so you know that whole laissez-faire attitude nobody wants to speak english for you yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh no i know how it is um anyway let's uh let's talk some football shall we so the commanders Please. the commanders got off to crazy game one and oh start it's already mm-hmm. the latter part of the week so we're not going to recap it but we are here to say what a ride that was game one with carson wentz offense had moments where they were riding high and then going low and then riding high one more time and no way no way. hold on this this episode is about the detroit lions so i'm gonna admit somebody uh oh boy Oh boy, he's connected oh, to the no. audio. Oh, oh no. no. Is it, is, Who gave no, him no, the link? No, no, no. Who gave him the link? Oh no. Oh lord. What is he doing here? Is that a new microphone? Oh, he's muted. He's figuring uh, out the mic. <laughs> What's up, guys? A face I didn't think I'd ever is... see again. Oh. <laughs> Did you send him the link, Kitty? I'm Did back. I? I've hacked. I've hacked the system. So I've hacked the what, system. That's the what Detroit Lions heard about. you talking shit. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> we didn't even get around to it yet. Talking you just, you, you shit. We sensed it. We sensed it. <laughs> Kadeen, I've missed you. I've missed you so much. I've actually kind of missed you too. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, yeah, it's, we miss our trash talk. You know, when all the guys are there, I felt like I me and you had you, the I, strongest I, connection to that. You know? I ultimately think you couldn't handle the trash talk. So you had to get this group think Washington football team solo, no outside thoughts coming in. Hence the disruption. But it's those, not, the views yeah. are great. The views are great. Hey, listen, and, and, and speaking of those music views real quick, for those of you who are about to X out of this, let me explain what just happened. So this is Matt Regan. He is a former host <coughs> of the pod um, legend, DC legend, 
but he's also a Detroit Lions fan, Michigan Wolverines fan. Michigan, yeah. And uh, and he surprised us with his presence right now. And I guess he's going to talk about the Detroit Lions with us. So I just wanted to this is what's going on in case you had no idea. I, I didn't think I would need an introduction. I think the fans, the fans. Know. Know. You, you did. You did. You did. You did. <laughs> they're probably they're still probably clicking off as we speak. Well, well, I know Tony's there. So, Tony, hey, thanks for watching, man. Appreciate it. Um, but anyway, again, this episode's about the Detroit Lions. We got the week two matchup happening Sunday, one o'clock this time on the road at Detroit. So we'll begin with the commander's offense against the Lions defense. We'll then flip the script. We'll talk about the commander's defense against the Detroit Lions offense that hung 35 ultimately on what's supposed to be a good Philadelphia Eagles defense. Um, and then we'll conclude with our predictions. Simple as that. Um, and if we have some time, we'll do the common mailbag as well. Um, but why don't we begin with the commander's offense against the Lions defense? Matt, going to go ahead and begin with you. Is there anything good about the Lions defense? No. Well, Aiden Hutchinson, obviously number two overall pick, didn't have a great first week, did not have a great first week. Uh, and then we have six round pick Rodrigo. As they say, uh, he had a good, but overall we got torched. Jalen Hurts, just every single highlight that I saw was basically he had a lot of time in the pocket. Um, a lot of our rushes were kind of over rushing. So a step up easily could do whatever they wanted, did whatever they wanted. Points were up early points were up often. Um, yeah, I mean, 38 was pretty fortunate to even get that number. I think they, they set, put their foot off the gas could have probably been in the forties if they needed it to be. So, mm-hmm. um, no, I think you guys are going to put up a lot of points. Okay, cool. Well, hey, that's that's encouraging because we put up 28 and Carson Wentz in his debut, four touchdowns and over 300 yards. I think that was the first time in NFL history that someone in their debut for a new team put up 300 plus and four touchdowns. So, hey, we'll take it. Uh, Lions defense sounds largely suspect. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Kate, hot your <laughs> thoughts <laughs> real quick. On, this is on not the, the trash team. talking part. <laughs> right, we'll get to <laughs> that. The other than other than everybody becoming like a micro lions fan through hard knocks, myself included, not necessarily a team that I'm worried about as far as in the matchups when it comes to us, especially after coming off of what we had, what we seen in week one for both teams. I mean, as Matt just said, Philadelphia looked like they could have hung even more on the Detroit Lions. And I'm sorry, but if I'm looking at the weapons, that's the thing that is the, the scariest part as far as Washington coming out of week one. The weapons are here. If you look at just the offensive skill players, Antonio Gibson catching the ball out of the backfield, even to the point where J.D. McKissick was the guy that we were so excited about. I don't even know if he's going to get any more reps if Antonio continues up with what he's doing right now. The wide receivers, everyone looking amazing. The only knock is the guy who's going to be the one that we have to kind of worry about, which is Carson. Because, I mean, it was the ultimate Carson Wentz game. And that's the only thing I'm looking at when it comes to week two is can the, you, you have him throw or thread those balls like that 49-yarder to Terry McLaurin, which I'm sorry, I've not seen a Washington quarterback as long as I've lived that looked like they could make that throw. But in the same token, you have the back-to-back interceptions that are just like head-scratching, like what? Or you have him sail the ball over some guys and just say, what the fuck are you doing, guy? Like, it was the ultimate Carson Wentz game. And it's just my hope that he can limit those. Because as we talk about on the flip side, as far as defense stuff, that's where I've got the more suspect issues. But it's can Carson protect the football. That is going to be the major thing. I don't think that Detroit can keep up with anybody in our wide receiver room, anybody really in our running back room. And the tight ends didn't even get hot. 
I mean, Rodgers had that one play early on in the game, and I don't know, that boy, he had to burn his own. Looking like, didn't he look so much quicker than he, he did in the preseason? Like, dude, did he? He looked fast. Like, the, the closest I'd say to anybody in a Washington uniform is it, he looked like a more athletic Jordan Reed almost out there. Like, it was just, I want to see him with the ball in space. I really do. It's just, that's the thing. It's like, there's just so much we left out there that's like, oh my God, can we see this? Discount Debo and Curtis Samuel right now. Just lighten it up all over the field. Like it's, that to me is what it looks like. If, as long as Carson can take care of that football and not make the mistakes that he did in certain aspects of that other game, I think the sky's the limit as far as how many points we can score in Detroit. Which, by the way, for those listening, that is going to be a point we make every single week. If Carson takes care of the ball and he plays sort of safer because like you had mentioned Kate out on the throw to McLaurin that was a, he threw it on a rope I mean there was a lot of velocity behind it fit in that corner and changed the game for us because we Perfect. really really needed to play in that moment and it was nice mm-hmm. to get it like we had mentioned Antonio Gibson started getting catches this is something he did at Memphis and we're starting to actually utilize that so it was nice to see he got his confidence going Curtis Samuel looked spectacular he did have the fumble but overall in that first quarter it was his show I mean, it was his FedEx field. It was his stadium. Like everyone was like, oh my God, this is what we're seeing. It's incredible. Um, One thing I wanted to note with the Eagles. So yeah, they could have even had more. AJ Brown in his debut was spectacular. 10 catches, 155 yards. They did what they wanted in that respect. Now, Devontae Smith, zero catches, right? Who's last year's first round pick. So I don't know. Uh, what was going on on the Lions side of things in terms of that number two receiver? Like, were they actually just focused on Devontae Smith? Because it seems like an interesting idea to be like, we're just going to let A.J. Brown do what he wants and we'll be fine guarding Devontae Smith. What What about that, Matt? Was, yeah, that was weird. I, I, I would love to break that down for you. Unfortunately, I don't want to uh, give up too many secrets. Also, uh, they were not in in-network game. Uh, unfortunate thing of being a Detroit thing. So I, so I did not actually watch the game, okay? It was an <laughs> in-depth highlight. Oh, my God. Uh, I was hoping... I was hoping that they would show a more, you know, bigger breakdown, but no, I didn't get to it. So I'm excited for this week because I get to watch. So the lines aren't worth the Sunday ticket for you, Matt? No, no, mm, no, no, no. I no. also let me cut through and just uh, just uh, say what it is that Matt really wanted to say. They were incapable of stopping. <laughs> it wasn't a choice of scheming. They were just incapable of doing it. <laughs> it's just what it is. Like, it's Detroit it is. is a feisty team. They're feisty. They are. They're going to be awesome, but they're just not at that level talent-wise just yet. But it's not there. I, I think we're going to have to be a team. Now, Now I do want to get into the feisty thing because, like, being a feisty team is good, but you can't keep that feisty label for too long, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do worry you go down to, like, the Nebraska Scott Frost. Like, oh, man, they win. They win by – they lose by three points every single game, but they're in there. And then losses stack, 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 stack. So I don't want to get into that rhythm with Dan I don't want Dan Campbell to go down that route because you're saying feisty year three it just means you're bad right just means I would agree with that so last year I think we were feisty I think that was fair this year you kind of have to progress out of that feisty to just like you know they lost a couple close games won a couple close games get to that six seven win mark something that could help you guys get off that mark Wes Schweitzer starting guard for the commanders uh, has mispracticed the last couple of days. It's typically a bad sign when it comes to playing. Yeah. Maybe he turns around with a limited or something like that on Friday, but it looks like Trey Turner who actually has been limited 
in practice uh, the last couple of days. Looks like he's in line to start on the offensive line. So it does give the Lions defensive line and Aiden Hutchinson, for example, an opportunity to be able to make some noise and get after Carson Wentz. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, flip the script here. Um, and let's talk about the commander's defense and what Matt's really been wanting to talk about this Lions offense that again, put up 35 points in week one. Um, was the game always close? Like 30 at 35 suggested? No, but when you're putting up 35 points, you're putting up 35 points in the NFL at the end of the day. So to me, impressive. Um, three big injuries that we need to keep track of. Frank Ragnow, starting center, has not practiced the last couple of days. Jonah Jackson, starting guard, has not practiced the last couple of days. They've already got Vitae, their other starting guard, on IR. So they could potentially be without three of their starting five linemen. And the big one, DeAndre Swift has not practiced the last couple of days, although he continues to tell people, yeah, fingers crossed, he continues to tell people he's fine and that he is going to play. But Matt, let's talk about this offense with Amon Ross St. Brown, with TJ Hawkinson, with DeAndre Swift, assuming that his words hold true. And he's like, hey, I'm definitely going to play. Jared Goff, what are your thoughts on the offense this year? Do you feel that level of explosiveness was 35 an anomaly of a scoreline or was it like, Hey, we can actually put up these many points and you're muted. Typical lines. Fan. I mean, there's just not, there's it's nothing rusty. in rhythm so about rusty. that team or their fans. Yeah. Go I know. Ahead. I'm just, I'm out of practice guys. I'm really <laughs> out of practice. Um, no, I think what everyone was saying in the, in the off season looked to come true in, in week one, which was a very good offensive line. Uh, that's state stable, explosive skill players. Yonder Swift, you saw him, he was lived up to the billing that, that everyone had in the preseason for him and people a little bit worried as his, his preseason wasn't amazing, but week one, he was as good as advertised. Um, then skill players showed out Hawkinson's been, I would say a seven out of 10, eight out of 10 player for the last two, three years. I expect more of the same that he's, he's a good, not great tight end is, is where I put TJ Hawkinson. Um, and then it comes down to Jared Goff and it was kind of the tale of two halves. And that's kind of the game I expect from him throughout the season. I don't, I don't think I have no illusions that delusions that he is a top, 10 quarterback. Um, but I think he can be around the 15, 17 quarterback. Oh, yeah. What was that? What was that? What was that? You don't think so? I mean, you guys just got done hyping up Carson Wentz for, for no, 10 minutes, that's, so, that's why I'm so, saying, so, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I, mean, I think he's right in there. And you saw how he grew into last season, especially with Dan Campbell took over play calling. He grew into that game. He wasn't great, but he certainly wasn't bad. Um, and you know, he mounted to come back, put up all, yeah. You can say they're garbage time points, but they really weren't. I mean, we got into the game into the late third, early fourth quarter. Um, so I look where Jared Goff's at. I think we're going to put up a lot of points this week. Tell you what, uh, on that point, I mean, I watched Hard Knocks too, and also like Micro Lions fan, like uh, Kate, I just mentioned, Jared Goff actually looked like he was having a pretty fucking good time. Like, you know, it seemed like he's very comfortable in Detroit. It seems like everyone loves him over there and he feels appreciated and wanted. Maybe not something he felt. When he was with the LA Rams, especially with the trade for Stafford, where they were like, we just can't rid get rid of this guy soon enough. So he looks confident to me, K-Dot. Yeah, I'm not going to take that away from him. Goff looks confident. Um, look, I'm not going to argue the semantics of whether or not he could be a top 17 quarterback or anything. He's just not necessarily there. But in my opinion, based off of what I saw from the Washington defense in week one, he doesn't need to be to be able to put up some monster numbers here. In this game, this is the this is the matchup that scares me. Because look, Trevor Lawrence, I'd rank him below Jared Goff right now. I mean, maybe a lot more, a lot higher upside, right? But I'd rate him below Jared Goff. 
And there were moments in that game where, like, they were leaving so many points on the board because of drops and just miscues at the end of drives that scared the shit out of me. Like, there would there there were. I look at the Washington defense, and I look at majority of the game. It wasn't them necessarily stopping anything other than Jacksonville shooting themselves in the foot. Like Derek Force looked good and had the game winner, but he also had that really crappy penalty. And overall, if I'm looking at anything as far as the secondary, they don't. I I don't trust them. There will right be no now. Derek Forrest slander, by the way, just to be clear I, on this. Get part. it, get okay, it. Okay, easy there. That'll be the, that's the, that's the PFF's most highest rated most safety. Criti- most criticism you're going to get from me on him, and I hope that that's our new Buffalo hybrid safety, the Landon Collins. I think we're seeing I really it. That I think we're seeing it. And I think that if he continues in that track, Cam Curl comes back. They could get better. I mean, they got better last year. That secondary, remember, early on, they weren't communicating properly. Um, things just weren't looking up. And and they finally kind of got right somewhere around like a third of the way through the season. I'm hoping that they can get it right sooner than that. But look, man, that defense, there's early on in the game, there's running lanes. You can drive Matt trucks <laughs> through those running lanes. Which is and why you're gonna DeAndre have... Swift, oh my God. Dude, Etienne, while his stat line at the end of the game didn't look great, that month was scary. He's at quick. Point through that. He's, He's a lot quick. quicker than I remember him being. ETN's fast. Holy cow. He is so fast. But here's the thing. Swift is Swift. And the boy can move. And we saw the numbers that he put up against Philadelphia, who, I mean, end all, be all, I think people have Philadelphia's defense ranked a little higher than us. And the the, the idea that you could have a Swift dealing with the run lanes like that, if, if, like, it's either a shootout. And that's, look, Detroit has a very good shot at winning this game. They do. They, it, in my opinion, it, it, it's because First of the fact there's years. nothing. There's not a lot that the Washington defense showed me overall as a unit. You look at John Allen was hurt after a certain part of the game. The defensive tackles. I mean, they uh, didn't we sign somebody or at least Donovan Jeter and Phil Mathis is yeah. out for the season. Yep, Phil Mathis is out for the season. One of the one of the strengths of the defense was the depth we had defensive tackle. That's gone. I've been hearing people rumoring about whether or not we'd go after Indomitian Sue. I know that that probably won't happen because they like youth instead of the older guys. But that's a concern. That's supposed to be something that's a huge strength for us. And while John Allen looked great while he was there, he's not the only guy. And Mon says, as much as he looked great at certain aspects, there was a lot of those times where he's just not there, right? He's so close to making a big play happen, but because stuff is not happening correctly in the secondary, they get a completion, third down conversion after third down conversion. This could, the defense has to sure things up and they have to quit. And so this is where I wanted to, again, highlight those offensive line did not practice uh, statuses for those lines players, right? Because as you could see, and I think that assessment was spot on, KDOT, where Jacksonville, the worst team in the NFL last season, shot themselves in the foot. That is why they are the worst team in the NFL. They actually do have a decent amount of talent at this point, but it was penalties or a misthrow. Jamin Davis got fucking burned by ETN into the corner, and Lawrence missed him. He just missed him. It's as simple as that. And then ETN, just speaking to him, has a walk-in touchdown, drops the ball. It's just very, very little things that went our, those aren't little things at all. Sorry. Those are big things that went our way. Um, The defensive line, I actually thought played well, but I think it also showed in the secondary. If we don't get there within two seconds, which is literally impossible, like unless you have an Aaron Donald, they're going to complete a pass. So it's really, really important that 
if these guys for the Lions don't play, Allen, Payne, Sweat, Smith-Williams, they get home really, really quickly because these guys with Amon Ross St. Brown, with TJ Hawkinson, DJ Chark got eight targets last week. Like, we need to be careful going against these playmakers for the Lions because, yeah, the Lions historically, not good. But this team is actually pretty good relative to years past. Uh, okay, so so this is one thing I want to bring up is that I feel since I've been on the pod, you two have really talked down to the Detroit Lions. And listen, I I understand where we are as a franchise. I can't wait to Lions this fans, shit out of you. Lions fans, no. We know I, I we suck. Right. We're losers. Yep. We're ugly. Yep. We have no friends. You got one. Washington two. is two. just as bad. Just, just as bad as bad. a franchise. And so we have I have three Super I, I, Bowls. Since we've been alive. Oh well, okay. That's a hell of a qualifier you put in there. <laughs> is it? We're one. thirty. I got one. <laughs> We're, 30. We're thirty. I got one. And yeah, you have a division title when you went seven and nine or something, right? Good. Yeah. Hang the banner. Awesome. We did. But uh, again, I'm not saying that we are good. But I, and I, no and one's I saying you're I, good. I, I think the Lions can be talked down to by about 28 franchises. I don't think Washington's in that. I think you guys are uh, just as bad I, as oh. us as a franchise, if not worse. Here's the thing: in many regards, it, it, at least we have a working. Look, there are certain aspects in which there's, uh, yeah, because and then yeah, general. We're not going to make the same whatever. argument. No, no, you're right there. The the <laughs> the look the, the 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 end of the day. My problem is Detroit's a bombed out Baghdad version of, of American City. That's my biggest issue is that just you guys are so far removed from mattering as far as just a town. Like I'm in the mid, like full disclosure, I'm in the Midwest right now. I actually just passed Arrowhead Stadium because they were tailgate. I'm finally, I'm in Missouri and I started seeing some Detroit Lions colors there. And I'm just like, it's sad fucks. Like it's just, <laughs> like when you pass out like a bomb down there, that's the Detroit Lions. And the thing is with the Lions is that look, you guys have had some teams that I've rooted for, especially on like, Matt Stafford, Calvin Johnson, whatever running back you guys fall in love with for a moment, like Javid Best or some shit. Beyond that, or Reggie Bush for that for that for that short That's moment. Right. It's like, oh, That's really, right. really fun, right? But I looked and see you guys, as much as you might have fans that really, really care, as much as you might have a stadium that actually works, none of your former stars want anything to do with you. Be it Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, or anybody Barry else. Barry Sanders works you, the organization. Yeah, after how many years of trying to kiss his ass that he wanted to retire early and fucking left and didn't want anything to do with you guys. Same thing with Calvin Johnson. I'm just saying right does now, he, overall, Does he work with them, or did he just show up at practice one day? I think he just shows up. I thought he, he just showed up. He, he doesn't work, but, but he, he works a lot with you. You just made a statement that was incorrect, right. Matt. Calvin Johnson <laughs> He's is... A all right, hold up. Let's talk about... You want to talk about former... At least our former Hall of Famers <laughs> retire with our team. Let's talk about Trent Williams. All right? Let's talk about... You're running your stars yet. into the ground, all right? He's he, retired yet. You speak of nothing to do with the franchise. I would rather right? that they continue playing and I can appreciate them on Sundays than okay. beat the living shit okay. out of their playing spirit. These guys okay. retired when they were like 30. Ryan oh, okay. is back in the coaching staff. Doug Williams, our Super Bowl winning quarterback, is what, our assistant GM or something in the front office. I don't even know what role he really has. But look, Wait. overall. Who is that last the, guy? Doug Williams, the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. He announced that we were the commanders. Right. So it's like, look, at the end of the day, 
the the Detroit Lions, you guys are just a sad sack. Like it's you're not us. It's not hold, hold on. The thing is that the, the reason you're not comparable to us, we have glory years. You're like you're so the Cleveland Browns. The 50s, that's who you need to be. That's who you 50s. guys need to do. You're the Cleveland Browns. You're the Cincinnati Bengals to nope, a certain that's, degree. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're not no, no. You, the you Browns are, and Bengals are much better. Yeah, Bengals are probably better. They've had some yeah, Bengals have at least been better. to some Super Bowls as well. Yeah, yeah. they've been guys, to one. <laughs> hold on, here, here's the thing. If you um, want to talk about now. like legacy <laughs> yeah. and team to talk about, you, a boomer. you Browns and Cardinals fans are in the same boat. You're no, not Cardinals us. are way better. No, Cardinals, Cardinals in better. the sense of they're the oldest team in the NFL and they got a goddamn championships. No, but, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I mean, you guys, you guys are. When did you win your last Super Bowl? Ninety-one. Okay. So before we were born. No, no, Not actually, yeah, I was a few months old. And I was two. So okay. I've been alive for it. Okay. Damn right. Yeah. How was what do you guys right. remember? What do you guys No, what from what I remember, um like I think I slept through it, if I'm being honest, but it's not because it was a bad game. That was more a me thing. So I mean I mean, um, you I'm I want to say this as as fans of art, you guys can't really talk about glory days. You don't have glory days of your life. okay so your case I, no, that's here not, that's also not true because we we grew up in the shadow of every like all right the the entire aftermath of that super bowl run and you're talking about the success the washington had in the 80s we grew up in the shadow of all of that that's what probably hurts more for us is that everyone that we know that are older than us remembers all that stuff so there's like there is this discrepancy as far as like what used to be and what is now you guys never had it it wasn't ever there. I don't think it didn't exist. That's what I think. I don't think that you personally have had it. All right, but we we at least know what the shadow. Of I think you just keep moving. Oh, like there's a comparison. The trade is just sucked. All right, and I and I'm gonna give an excuse for the Lions is that Green Bay Packers have had a great quarterback for 35 straight years. That I will actually grant that one. They have. With. They they have had a really that is good unfortunate because we've had we've had I mean Stafford went like eleven and five one year you know he did actually won a division that actually awesome. won a division then we lost to the Packers yeah that was great yeah but historically like you yeah you guys we suck, be in so- the realm of Green Bay and Chicago and you no, look Chicago is like the Chicago's worse than people say yeah but they have history like that's my thing is that Detroit literally you have history and it's stuff sucking it's a, why are our Thanksgiving days. You know, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I mean, if, if we're bringing up things 30 years ago, bring them up 50 years ago when we Here, won. Here's the deal. Here's okay. the deal. We if are a ways, it. we are a ways away from any sort of breakdown at this point. Why don't we get to the predictions right now? And then we can right. always I, I, come I, I, right I back to up, this. I did want to bring up two X factors and one's kind of okay. related. One, one's a little bit sad, but our punter, Jack Fox, killer last year, good this year. You never know when those can change a game. So just want to give him a little shout out. And second thing, as you did mention, I, you know, Detroit is a football town through and through, and the fans are starved. Again, I'm not saying that, you know, yeah, we suck. We don't have to go over that again. But um, I think this is finally, especially after the Patricia years, and I think actually Lions fans like Jim Schwartz. We like Jim Caldwell. Like, we hated Matt Patricia. And obviously, we like Dan Campbell. So the fans are star for a team. It's a team they can get behind. A lot of characters on the team that we like. Hard Knocks obviously helps. Um, and by all accounts, Ford Field was rocking last week, and I expect no difference this week. I think hungry for a win. Um, favorites for the first time in two years. So I think the stadium is going to be going to be bumping. 
Um, and I think that's second second X factor that I wanted to point out. Shout out to all the fans at Ford Field. Okay. So do you have a final score there? I'm going, I'm going to know you'd ask a true question like this. I'm going 35-24 Lions. 35-24. Okay. 35-24 Lions. KDOT, your prediction, please. Isn't Ford Field like below the street level? Have you been? I've always heard I, it was like, it, it's not high. It's like it's sunk down it's below. It's supposed to be like underground. It's pretty nice. It's like the bowl is under the street level. Like you actually, when you enter the stadium, you go down. Uh, I think so. Mostly. I think that's dope. I, do, I actually think Mich- that's Michigan Stadium is definitely like that. Michigan, you, mm-hmm. you're like 70. You're like row 70 when you walk in and you go down. Wow. Sometimes you go up. Yeah. See that, that, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. That is cool. That is pretty that is, cool. That is, that is kind of dope. Also, what Jerome Bettis won a Super Bowl when you guys hosted the Super Bowl and he had to Very retire. True. Very fitting story. Look, I don't hate Detroit. It's just you do shit on the city a lot. You yeah, you it's actually like a do. World War II town. Um, so, <laughs> like fucking. Like, <laughs> uh, excuse you. Have you seen the new F one fifty? Dresden bombing. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Get out. Go ahead. Prediction. All right. Prediction. This game to me is this game to me is an absolute toss up because I do not trust the Washington defense right now. So I think that this could be a very high scoring game. Um, I'm sort of along the same lines as Matt as far as I think 35 points going to get scored by somebody. I'm choosing us to do it, but I'm going 35 32. It is a close freaking game, but it could flip flop based on whatever Carson Wentz decides to do as far as the turnovers. Okay, 35 32 Commanders. When we saw the schedule come out, I picked the Detroit Lions because whenever we go there early in the season, I think Matt Stafford's first ever win as a pro was against, at the time, the Washington Redskins. I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure that happened at Ford Field. It's just what happens. We don't play well in Detroit. Now, if they are missing three offensive linemen already, that to me is a big deal. And so... With that in mind, with the strength still being our defensive line, yes, we lost Phil Mathis, but you still have John Allen. You still have Durant Payne. Montez Sweat, I think, was fifth in pressures last week amongst all linemen in the NFL, or amongst everybody in the NFL. So even if he didn't get home, he was right there forcing Lawrence into bad throws. So I'm going to switch that pick to the commanders. I think we win. I'm going to go 28 again. 28, 25. I think it's going to be close. And maybe maybe a missed field goal at the end that would have sent it to OT because that's sort of what would happen. That's what I'm thinking. So okay, Commander's 28, 25. But this could go either way. I mean, I would not be at all surprised if the Lions ended up winning. Keep watching DeAndre Swift's status. Again, Frank Ragnow's, Jonah Jackson's. These are very, very important players uh, for the Lions. It's not just like, you know, they're all important, of course, but the guys protecting golf and opening up those lanes for Swift, should he play? That's a big fucking deal. So that's yeah. why I'm going. Commanders. Jamal Williams could get that start and just start giving inspirational speeches all over the place, even if they don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, he's a high energy guy. He really he's is. a very high energy guy. It was definitely <laughs> that, that that speech. It just kept kind of going and going and going. too long. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. What all right, were your man. what were your thoughts on him completely holding uh the Colts linebacker? I think it was Okariki at the time, and just pretending he absolutely dominated that matchup. 
in that hard knocks episode. He was like, Oh, I, you I didn't get he, anywhere close. I thought he won those. No, no, no. Those, those were Dude. holds. Those were holds. All right. Well, first of all, there was obviously the pass interference on when he was going. Yeah, there was okay. one pass interference. And yeah. then the other ones, it was like a blitzing linebacker versus running back. Like you're not expected just to hold him up forever. You just have to slow him down a little bit. I thought he got his initial chip and then, you know, the guy eventually goes past him, but that's expected. It's like a linebacker on a running back. Yeah, I, I just think for the amount of energy he's putting out, for the amount of excitement, he's supposed to be the leader. He seems like the louder one relative to Swift, stuff like that. Maybe hope yeah. he didn't like hold on every fucking play. So I, I probably get I, some calls I, there. My my personal thing is it's a tough luck. Like he gives that speech. He clearly sees himself as the leader. Maybe he is, but like not voted as a captain. Kind of a tough look. Yeah, that that is, especially after the yeah, amount of production he, hard knocks. Put that's on the thing. Him. I'm telling the reason you knew the speech went too long is the six percent into it. You look around, they try to zoom in because people fucking were out. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> yeah. Was but, he on the team last year? What's <laughs> but still like the guy, good heart, but it's a little bit, you know, under understand your spot a little bit. <laughs> uh, I got a question for you, Amit. Yes. At any point in time last week against Jacksonville, did you feel confident that we were going to win? Yeah, actually. Uh, when we were up 14-3 and the offense looked freaking unstoppable, I was like, maybe it's just going to be one of those days where everyone was thinking close game and we're just going to cruise. And then Carson Wentz had his moments where all of a sudden it, it turned around. Um, and, there and, were... and, and do you think that's a that's a that's going to be a permanent fear with you? No, with Carson Wentz as your quarterback, I actually do think it's going to get a whole lot better. Honestly, I think he needed some jitters out, which like for him, I mean, he's going against the very team that got him traded, basically. And he's brand new with these weapons with McLaurin, with Dotson, with Samuel. I can't think of a time he's had better weapons around him. Maybe, maybe Philadelphia with Ertz and Goddard. But like, I don't think so. I think this is much better, especially when you consider Rookie of the week, Jahan Dotson with two touchdowns. He's getting over his name didn't get mentioned today, but that it needs to be. But the uh, but the last time he threw 300 yards or four touchdowns was in 2017, damn near MVP campaign. I'm yeah. just saying that there's like there's certain things saying. with Carson Wentz I'm looking at that, like the I is it Mina Kimes, I think, put on Twitter the other day. It, um, I forget. I wish I knew exactly. I know what, what you're talking said, about but it was, when it uh, came to the playmakers. You're talking about the Washington weapons or the playmakers and whether or not we were like on the fence about them. And she's like, no, they're excellent. I can't stress to you enough how I legitimately think that our skills positions have the ability to be the best. Player. And, and, and I, I like, I really, really do think. That wide receiving core and those running backs in that tight end, that tight end group, could be together the best in the NFL by the end of the season. And that, to me, is something that Carson has not had. I've never, I've never been so confident in those in those positions as I was last week. I'd love I don't it. Ever been that? I'd love it. I don't think I don't think they could be the best. As certainly not this season. They're just like uh, you look at Buffalo, for example. You look at. Uh, what was the the Vikings? Cincinnati, spectacular Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Like there are a lot of really really Vikings good. Vikings is Jefferson and Cook, and but Thielen. I'm just saying, but the wide the wide receiver depth for us, Curtis Samuel, I think this last week, even with the fumble, looks if he can do anything along the lines of what he just did this last week, it came up. 
we got a deal. I think once Brian Robinson, who, by the way, that looking amazing. really good. Wow. The moment he comes back and then you almost have Gibson in this McKissick role. Totally different That's ball game. Terrifying. Right? Yeah, yeah. So no, there's there's certainly room for improvement. And I think as Carson's confidence increases with these guys and he knows that hey, one of these guys is gonna be open on each play. Because again, it, the group is that talented. I agree with the level of talent. I just don't think they could be the absolute best. Uh, I think there's still too much out there in the NFL right now. Um, wanted to quickly wanted to quickly touch on the comment mailbag from last week. Um, three comments. Uh, <laughs> and so this was the episode for those that don't know, but JD, who was a uh, guest co-host, um, he was a Jaguars fan, is a Jaguars fan, was <laughs> one game. He's gone. Uh, beginning with Ridge, where your helmet at over plus eight and a half wins starting the season with a loss to the Jags. Better hop in on that seven wins plus 550. is now giving out betting advice. Moving on to Johnny Otto. Those predictions, sad. And that was in reference to the Bills-Rams where we both picked the Rams and the Bills just look spectacular. The Bills absolutely look spectacular. And uh, final comment from Tony. I didn't like JD the moment his face appeared on the screen. It was confirmed when he was introduced as a Jacks fan. Thanks for holding it down the past two shows. I'm at Tony. We love you. And it's great to have KDOT back and Matt here as a, uh, I wouldn't even call him a guest co-host. He just found his way home. How about that? Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I think I should be back all the time. I'm going to call it now. I'm yeah. back. Full you're time. just, you're just going to be a regular mm-hmm. caller now. We're like, yeah, oh, when, Jesus, when, 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 <laughs> Hey, I'm at first time, long time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Kadeen, Kadeen, have you ever called into to sports radio? Absolutely. What was, what was your most recent, what was your most like viral worthy sports radio moment? Uh, I don't know if I've had anyone who's like, it, as a matter of fact, I was more in the, I used to call him a guy, like guy hot talk back in like the mid two thousands. So like, uh, the Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony type okay. stuff is what I was into. Uh, Grant and Danny, probably the last time I called anybody and actually made it. Cause, uh, D- uh, Danny Rudy likes to call me, um, Dwayne from uh, a different world, the 90s sitcom, because the actor's name is Kadeem Artisan. So he gets a little run going on that. And I'm too crazy. I'm too crazy. I've had more viral moments doing my own fucking podcast. <laughs> doing podcasts when I'm or doing podcasts and the other shit that I do more than anything else. But I did want to echo before anything else, to echo Tony's thoughts. Thank you so much for holding it down while I've been jet setting and traveling all over the freaking place last couple of weeks. Um, I should be back in the city. I think I'm going to be watching this <laughs> this Lions game in the car driving back to Kansas City <laughs> to get on a flight. But I can't wait to get back, watch some games together. But you've done an amazing job keeping up with Dish Divided and doing everything and running a solo and keep JD off the flight. <laughs> well hey much appreciated really um no it, it honestly was uh, a heck of a lot tougher than i thought it would be so it's it's great to have you back Dot. um and matt thanks for stopping by dude this was a yeah, lot man. of fun really appreciate it thanks for having me it's good to be back we'll, we'll get you in every week now so matt's uh officially back we'll see what it happens was nice to week. see him but now i'm like i'm over it are you over it i'm over it you got you got I, your I think you're, you guys are over it quickly <laughs> quickly I think the moment you were trying to make a point and you were muted, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yep. This I think is the why. Moment, yeah, I, I think the, the moment you threw it over to me for a defensive breakdown and a resident watched the game. Uh, that was my favorite part. I was like, he hasn't watched shit. <laughs> let's, see, let's see what he's, he's recanting got. episode two of Hard Knocks for his breakdown. 
I, I need to check my Zoom security settings. How the fuck did you get in here? That I'm still kind of worried about. That. Yeah, I don't know. I found it. And on that note, this was District Divided, a DC mm. sports podcast. I am Amit. That is KDOT. That is Matt. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, for some reason, please go ahead and like this episode <laughs> and also subscribe to the channel. It helps us out a whole bunch. Uh, share it with your friends and please comment because you do get your comments read each and every week. Okay, so until then, enjoy the game on Sunday and we will see you guys next week. KDOT and I may end up doing a recap show. Matt, depending on the result, may be there as well. Oh, we need to talk about it. We need to talk about our bet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll so talk about quick. it. We'll, t- we'll talk about that. No, we'll put it on video. record. The uh, here's the deal. Uh, Matt and I made a bet. We've been in a betting summer. Oh yeah, we have lots been of in a bets. big. Uh, that that could be an aside for another time. I got a hard stop here in a minute. But the loser, the losing team. So I picked the Commanders, and Matt, of course, has picked the Lions. Uh, the loser of the bet has to run six miles. And has to get out space, has to run six miles, has to sh- drop their time to the other person to show it was done. I've already got the plan of I'm just going to run to your place, Matt, from here, basically. Is, is that six? It's or... five something. And then I'll just I'll do a loop around your like block or something like that to make it six or something like that. Right. But since the commanders are going to win, I got no concerns. You can feel free to run here. It's downhill for you. So it's actually a bit nicer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you mapped it out? Yeah. Hey. Neither have I. So both overconfident (laughs) people. That's what we do. That's why we're friends. (laughs) And we will see you guys later. Until then, take it easy. I think I died.